previously on Masks and Mayhem. Goldtooth kind of like walks a little bit underneath where you guys are, and Austin jumps down, lands behind him, jumps and hoists him back up. Uh, hello. I don't think we finished our conversation last night. You didn't tell us where the deal was happening last night, just when. We need a little bit more information. Alright, it's on 5th and Jackson. It's gonna be... 315 Jackson Street near the near uh, 5th Street. It's gonna be at 10pm tomorrow night. Ramos looks at you. No, no, Miss, Miss Hassan, please, come, take a seat. I was just reviewing some logs from this morning. He actually turns the tablet he's holding towards you, and it's a video of you running into the base. So, Agent Lewis did send me out, but I got a call from my brother in the middle of it, so I ended up checking on him instead. Miss Hassan, I've been in this business long enough to know when someone's lying to me. I'm, I just poker face, keep waiting for him to continue. Do you wish to continue your training and continue becoming an agent? Yes, sir. Is being a part of Union important to you? Definitely. And he looks off for a moment and then looks back at you. I'm going to have you go home for the day and really consider this and how important you said it was to you. And I want to see you bright and early at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So, all right, guys, it's been a little while since we played. You all learned that there's a deal going down tomorrow, and it's going to be the Blue Cross gang trying to get these uh, slam packs, you know, the drugs to gain powers. I forgot that's what the drugs were Yeah, called. I forgot it was called slam packs. I knew it was drugs. I was like, shit, what is that? Oh, it's as bad as Jingle Jangle. Wow, wow, you all remember drugs. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all millennials. Um, so yeah, slam packs is what they're called. Isn't that what that thing was called in Pogs? It is the morning of Friday, the morning of the deal. So you all know what's coming. What is on your minds? What time in the morning is it? Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But what were you, you know, like, what were you thinking about, like, right before you went to bed last night? That I better not be late today. All right, yeah, you don't want to risk uh, the wrath of Zachary Ramos. That is why I was hoping to find out what time it was. Oh, yeah, Captain Hardass. I w- my... My immediate thought upon waking up was, what time is it? I can't be late today. Thinking that we gotta see if we can get Officer Officer Winslow on our side. Because I don't know how much help we could be against an entire gang. Okay, that's fair. What about Yardak? What was Yardak's... uh... Uh, My first thought is just worry, especially after what I experienced with Adrian and just don't know what kind of powers that we might come up against if these people are taking the drugs that they're selling. Uh, well, these were distinctly different. When you interrogated Goldtooth, he kind of told you about that, that they were just like meant to make you stronger and faster and, and 
and a little more invulnerable. They're not like the kind of uh, okay. So it's not going to be like giving powers. It's going to be this like better human. So Adrian had like something special. It's more like taking normal steroids than like super steroids. Yeah, it'd be a little above normal steroids, but not quite. Okay. With Adrian's, it gave her more of a distinct power, which was, you know, telepathy and telekinesis and things like that. She's a special batch, so. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to actually start with Myra. Oh. Myra, I don't know if you remember, a couple nights ago when you all stayed over at uh, Ruby's house, and right before you met Austin Yates, aka the Hornet, Mm -hmm. you were having like a really bad nightmare. And your character was, like, trying to run, but, like, there were these hands just holding her in place. Oh, right. All right. Well, you're tossing and turning in your sleep again, and the nightmare has returned. And this time, as you run, it's not just a single pair of hands holding onto you. It's multiple pairs of hands, some of them extending straight from the ground like shadows, just holding you in place, leaving you unable to move. Oh, this is just wonderful. So I would like you to roll a a will check regarding this. Uh, can I just say creepy? Don't like? Ruby does not want these dreams. I'm picturing the grabbers in uh, Zelda. What are they? The wall grabbers? Yeah, actually. A little bit like that. Ooh, okay. I rolled 17. Will is 9. So 17 plus 9 is 26. You let out a bit of a scream in the dream and you wake up with a bit of a start. How are you reacting to this? As Myra screams in her dream, she wakes up and realizes that she actually yelled. And she's panting and... It feels like she's having a panic attack. Okay. You hear a slight knock on your door. Myra, is everything all right? And it's your uh, sister, Hazima. Oh, uh, yeah, everything's fine. It was, a. Uh, I was having a nightmare. It, it's okay. You can go back to bed. No, no, no. I was already up. D- do you want some breakfast? Um, actually, that would be wonderful. All right. All right. Uh, I'll be downstairs then. Just, you know, take your time. Okay. So what do you do next? Um, I catch my breath. Um, I try to remember the details of the dream. It's Some of it's a little hazy, but for the most part, you do remember all of it. Okay. I'm trying to figure out, like, do I want it to be similar to... Because I barely ever remember my own dreams in real life. Let's say that Myra remembers at least this particular dream. She remembers it more than the last one. Okay. Myra catches her breath, tries to remember the details of, of her dream. This time, it feels way more real than the last one. After a few minutes, she goes downstairs to meet her sister for breakfast. Yeah, so Hazima's just cooking up, like, some eggs and stuff, and uh, a little bit of cheese in there, you know. Yes, my favorite! Actually, Is that actually, like, do you like eggs and cheese? I really love cheese in my omelets. Or does Myra like eggs and cheese? I guess is the more important question. Myra? Are they high enough in protein? You know, she's gotta... <laughs> yeah, My- Myra needs the protein, but someone likes the, the cheese cheesiness. And so, yeah, she's finishing them up right as you come down, uh, and she just, you know, kind of plops them on a plate for you and sits across from you. You, you sure you're all right? Yeah, it's, I've had this nightmare before, but this time it was worse. Oh, do you want to talk about it? I'm not, I don't even know what it means. It just, uh, it feels like people are trying to grab me and hold me down and, and I can't get away. Huh. I'm not much of a dream analyzer, you know, not not much into psychology, but like you if it's reoccurring, you know, and it's it's you know, just make sure you're paying attention to your mental health. Yeah, I think I think it might be stress, but I'm not sure cuz I mean, this has never happened to me before. I know you've been doing all this like training and stuff, is it really stressful? Um, not going to lie, it's not a walk in the park. No, it'd be a run. Boo. 
Well, sis, I, I just think, uh, you know, make sure you're taking time to decompress. You know, you're pushing yourself really hard. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll do my best. She looks up at the clock on the wall and it's uh, getting close to like uh, 8.15. And she's like, all right, I, uh, I got to take off. I got to get to class. Okay, uh, I guess I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. And actually, this is a perfect time to ask you, do your parents, do, do Myra's parents know, not that you're necessarily part of Union, but what do they think that she's up to every day? Fortunately, they don't really ask many questions. Like, they, they've noticed that every time they try to pry, Myra puts more distance between them. So the less they ask, the, le- the less she has to lie. Um, so she okay. she usually she usually bends the truth a little bit. Like, she'll tell them that she's hanging out with her friend Ruby, which isn't a lie. But usually, <laughs> when they're hanging out, it's for union stuff. So, you know, they don't have to know. All the details. Okay. Uh, so yeah, right now it's about 8.15 a.m. Ramos told you that he would like to see you uh, at 9 a.m. on the dot. Okay. And for Myra, who of course can run at ridiculous speeds, it's like maybe a five-minute run, you know, a five-minute careful run where you're not running so fast you're knocking other things over right. in your wake. Right, right, right. I was going to ask when you said the time. I was like, what time was I supposed to be there? Because I think last time I was supposed to be there at 8 no, no, you're, uh, I'll say you're, uh, you awoke with a start early enough, uh, okay. that you were able to, you know, sit, sit and have breakfast with your sister. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> Though, of course, I could have messed with you because you, I expected you to ask what time it was when you woke up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I thought you might mess with me. I thought I would just be like set up to fail. Like I thought it was, I was, you were going to tell me I'm already late or something. No, honestly, <laughs> that's what the will save was for. The will save determined if you woke up on time or not. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dice. Um, or die, twenty sided die. Um, Praise be onto the twenty side. Praise be onto the decagon. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, let's see. You said that currently it's like eight fifteen when my sister left. And yeah, yeah, she had to. It's a five minute run, so really, if I really was careless, I could leave at like eight fifty five. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I like being early, and who knows, maybe something's up at headquarters. So I'm gonna just get ready and head out if I have nothing else to do then I'm good to go. Okay. In the meantime, then, Yardak, you're waking up, well, around the time that Myra's actually leaving to go to Union. What's your morning looking like? What are you thinking about? So it's around nine? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's between, let's say, let's say closer to 8.30. Okay, so I wake up and I have a little bit of time to kill before I go into Union. So I want to go to the police department and see if I can't find Officer Winslow and uh, give him a little, a little chit-chat. Now, Winslow works at the downtown precinct, so you arrive at uh, Riverside City Police Precinct Number One, the you know the headquarters, the head honcho of all the precincts. Ooh, HQ. Do I is he right there? Like, can I see him when I first walk in, or do I have to like ask for him? Well, when you walk in, uh, it's a fairly open design. <laughs> Did you ever play Resident Evil Two? Uh, what twenty years ago? Imagine the the lobby to the police precinct in Resident Evil Two. So you walk in. And there's like a big square desk in the middle where there's a couple officers working and there's a couple like beat cops who are bringing in perps and it's just like a rather open layout and there's a couple different doors to different parts of the building, but you don't see Winslow. Okay, then I'm going to walk up to just kind of whoever's closest to me at their desk and just say like, hey, I'm looking for Officer Winslow. Do you know if he's around? The guy at the desk doesn't even really look up. He's like, yeah, I can page for him. Uh, Can I get a name? Yeah, uh, let him know that uh, it's Yardak. 
uh, he might remember me. And the guy kind of looks up and goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, one second, uh, Mr. Ambassador, I will uh, get Officer Winslow for you. Mr. Ambassador. And I kind of preen a little bit. Can I, because I knew I knew at one point, what is Officer Winslow's first name? Because I know it's not Carl. (laughs) It's Officer David Winslow. Thanks. Who is dedicated to his family because he knows they matter. (laughs) That is on his Twitter bio. Yeah, that's on his Twitter bio. Uh, (laughs) Riverside City's favorite cop. (laughs) So did I have a good, does family matters exist? And is he making a family matters joke? Of course. In this universe. Family matters exists, but he's never seen it. Oh, also, and it wasn't nearly as popular. Like, it, it got canceled, like, second season. <gasps> uh. People were like, this Urkel kid? Nah, I'm not feeling it. The officer at the desk uh, reaches over to his desk phone, and he types in a number. He goes, hey, David, I have a, I have Yardak here to see you. And you hear a little, what? <laughs> Through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, should I, should I send him back to you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he hangs up the phone, and he says, yeah, you want to walk, he points to his left, he says, you want to go down that door, uh, down to the end of the hall, first, uh, or last office on the right. Okay, thank you so much. And he presses a little buzzer to open the door to let you through. Cool, I'm just gonna trot myself down that hallway. Alright, you walk in, and Officer Winslow is, like, very quickly, like, shaping up all the papers and things on his desk, and, like, and, like, he has, like, his little awards and stuff that he's won, and he kind of, like, putting them prominently. That panic cleaning three minutes before anybody comes to your house. Yeah, yeah. It's like your mom's coming, except your mom is a United Nations ambassador. <laughs> and so when you come up to the door, it's already open. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of like give a quick rap on the door frame as I walk in. And he looks at me and goes, oh, uh, welcome, Yardak. Thank you for uh, <laughs> what uh, What brings you in uh, to Riverside City uh, Police Headquarters. Yeah, um... I just wanted to uh, get your ear for a minute. Uh, we're having a bit of an issue uptown with uh, some what looks to be, pot- well, potentially, like, high-level drug dealing. Whereas, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard about the incident with uh, that fight with Adrian Hughes, who, uh... uh I heard I heard a little bit about that on the news. Um, I mean, I know, I, I don't understand, is this related? Because that was down in D.C., or near DC. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, would he know about, like, her having powers? Like, was that, like, in, like, the news? I mean, if you want to make a pop culture check, which, if you don't have pop culture as a skill, it would just be, uh, your intellect. Intellect, okay, so... I think that's only me. Probably. See, fair, Yardak might know about Atlantean pop culture. I, w- I would let him roll with advantage for that. 12 plus 6, 18. Yeah, you've kept up enough with the news. Like, there's a little bit that's, like, uh, gotten out. Like, Adrian has kind of, like, gone on the offensive, saying that, like, you know, she was held unlawfully, uh, and, like, the accusations of her having powers and, and drugs is, is completely made up. Um, so she's really disputing that. So there's, like, a little bit known, but the details aren't, like, familiar. In fact, and, like, your name has not come up. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to say to him, I was like, so you've heard about uh, the incident with Adrian Hughes in D.C.? Yeah, I mean, I heard that, you know, she there's she's like got a I think like a lawsuit going possibly. She's saying that she was held unlawfully and that people are, cl- you know, people are making false claims about her having drugs and superpowers or something. Yeah, uh between you and I, there was no false claim there. Adrian uh was taking these pills that uh we're still not sure exactly how they work or where they're coming from, but they give people 
post-human powers, and Adrian kind of went off the deep end and attacked myself and a friend, and we got into a big fight about it, and uh, an actual physical fight about it, and that's what you saw <laughs> on the news. And uh, so now up in the North End, we have these drug dealers. I don't know if they're trying to make a name for themselves or what, but they're dealing these uh, slam packs. And while it's not as crazy as what Adrian had with the whole, like, giving of, like, actual powers, it's kind of like steroids in a way where they kind of get, like, stronger, they're faster, they're uh, more, like, fortified. Okay. And it's, it's becoming an issue in the North End. Before you go any further, Officer Winslow leans back and goes, uh, all right, slam packs. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, if this is happening in the North End, I'm a little confused about why you're coming here. Yeah, the whole issue is uh, we came across an officer. I'm not sure if you know him. His name is uh, Officer Davis, and he is actually working with these drug dealers. So we're not exactly sure who we can trust up in the North End. And we know that you're a good guy, so I decided to come to you. He lets out like a really heavy sigh and leans back even farther in his chair and puts his hand through his hair. Yardak, these are some big accusations. Oh my gosh. You're telling me that like there's corruption in the North End Police Precinct. You're telling me that there's drugs that give people superpowers that they're, you know, coming to here. And and you're telling me about these, you're talking about drug dealers. Also, I never heard back from you guys. Whatever happened with trying to catch that beast thing from the concert yeah we actually eventually found him uh the beast ended up being this guy his name is ulrich and we took him back with us and now we have him at uh, a separate location where we can keep an eye on him and he can't cause any problems and he he looks a little dumbfounded he says you're telling me that some creature which like maimed a bunch of people it was just extrajudiciously taken to a holding facility? Yes and no. <laughs> the holding facility is owned by a government entity. <laughs> so I'm not sure about your judiciary here on uh, the dry land, but uh, that's... Uh, I was going to say, like, doesn't Union have some authority, like, over police even? I mean, I think it's more that he just didn't know about any of this. Well, right, yeah. So he is still looking a bit more dumbfounded. I yeah, so you can see the predicament we're in. Uh, okay, we're gonna come back to the beast man thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you should meet Ulrich. He's a nice guy. Uh, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm starting to love Officer Winslow. <laughs> it is. Oh fuck! What I? It's just like, oh shit! What have I gotten into? That's my favorite character in any kind of like supernatural show like that there's the one person in the back like what the fuck is happening right now like what what proof do you have like these are bold claims yardak you're you're asking me to risk a lot of my reputation i can't just like we can't just show up and just start arresting people for a drug that no one's even ever heard of i would have to even consider about the legality of if like if that drug is even illegal you know you're right uh, and i understand the position that you're in but uh instead of maybe just straight up trying to arrest people. I, you can say you got an anonymous tip of some stuff happening, and uh, I, aren't you, as a officer, obligated to investigate? I mean, that's the problem we're going to run into here. I'm, I, my jurisdiction ends outside of you know downtown Riverside proper. I can contact the the North End, but I mean, if what you're saying is true, I don't even know 
who would be safe to talk to. Yeah, that's uh, what brought me here today. I'm not exactly sure how to proceed from here. Well, what would what would you like to see me do? Um, so I, whatever you do next, you're gonna whatever you're gonna try and convince him to do, you're gonna have to roll a persuasion check on. Okay. Also, the anonymous tip would be from an eyewitness. It's not like Yardex just throwing shit out there. Like he was actually there with his eyes. Yeah, with my eyes and gills. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you aren't able to do anything right now, if at any point we do end up getting in trouble and run into problems with the authorities on the north end of town, would we be able to count on you for, like, some kind of assistance? Or, like, because, like, we're giving you the heads up now. All right, roll a persuasion check. Okay. Ew. Nine. What was your total? Nine. Yardak, I can, like reach out to internal affairs i'm just i'm gonna have to think about this i'm i i can't commit to anything yeah no 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 i understand i understand uh but any help is uh wonderful officer winslow grabs a notepad and paper what all right what details can you give me so the officer in question his name was officer davis and the one gang member that we came across uh his friends were calling him Goldtooth. And they were uh trying to j- distribute these slam pack things that give people these almost powers and he said that there was some big deal going down tonight at 10 o'clock okay uh tonight at 10 o'clock any idea where they said it was at uh 315 jackson street i'm not sure if that would mean anything for you but that's what i overheard and he's jotting all this down all right all right gold tooth jackson street 10 o'clock tonight slam packs and so wait gold gold tooth's what like uh is he a gang member you said yeah do we have a gang name do we know anything uh, they call themselves the Blue Shield. No, they don't. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they call themselves the Blue Cross. Oh, okay. Blue Cross gang. Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, Yardak, I do have some other work I got to get to. Uh, you know, I want to thank you for stopping in and, uh, you know, everything you do. I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah, no, thanks so much uh, for everyone doing this. Uh, it's nice to know we at least have one good cop out there. Do you give him finger pistols? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I saw it on a TV show, and I think it's cool. I would love the idea of Yardak just believing that's what you do. Officer Winslow then escorts you out of the building, uh, and he looks kind of torn, like a little bit like, oh man, look who I'm with, but also like, all right, all right, we gotta keep moving, keep moving, have a good day. (laughs) Hey y'all, RC here. We are getting close to the end of the Step Up arc, and I hope that you've been enjoying it. It's been interesting to see how the team works, uh, not only uh, with a hero outside their normal union affiliation, but to fight sort of a different type of enemy. Uh, Once again, though, I'm going to talk about the Indiegogo campaign for the short film Meanwhile. There is still time to donate if you haven't yet. For the unaware, it's the story of graphic designer David Rafferty. David has always been a homebody, he loves Philadelphia, he loves his art, but his job designing pamphlets for a local medical company has been nothing short of miserable. The only thing that gets him by is the support of his best friend Brooke, and the modest success of his passion project webcomic. After the comic picks up some buzz, a local shop offers shelf space, and David and Brooke jump at the chance to self-publish his dream. But when David gets an opportunity to take a job as a layout designer at a DC publishing company, David must face the prospect of leaving his best friend, his city, and the only world he's really known. 
One of the donation perk tiers for the Indiegogo even includes a real-life, full, 24-page graphic novel that introduces Mistress Mask, the character of the webcomic that David creates in the film. Meanwhile is being made by some friends of the show, and we'd really appreciate it if you would go and support them. Even just $5 could make all the difference. You can find them by searching for Meanwhile, the movie and comic collaboration on Indiegogo, or with the link on our website, which you can find at masksandmayhem.com support. Alright, let's get back to the game. Ruby, uh, what are you doing when you wake up this morning? What's on your mind? Two things. I have to work on my movie, but also there's a drug deal. Oh, God. All right. Uh, so, like, what do you do? Like, how, what's your morning looking like? Are you just laying in bed staring into the <laughs> staring into the ceiling? Well, okay, what time is it? Uh, what, what time would Ruby normally wake up? You know, I'll say given that she, you know, doesn't punch a clock. I'm going to say cause she uh, is worried about stuff. She ends up just waking up at eight and can't get back to sleep. So it's like eight o'clock in the morning. All right. And then what do you do? For, for like 10 minutes, she's just staring at the ceiling going, oh, God, what the, what the hell? What what has my life become? Yes, that, exactly. And then um, she is going to, am I, the editing stuff is in Bethany's room, right? Uh, no, I mean, she brings her laptop in and edits with you, but like you each have your own independent editing rigs. So I am, do you, what time does Bethany usually get up? Because I don't want to wake her up, but I was going to. Bethany usually wakes up around a similar time. Like, she's a little sloth-like sometimes. She'll just, like, you know, kind of, she'll just crawl out of bed, but she's just wrapped in a blanket walking around the house. Rachel loves that aesthetic. Comfy aesthetic. Yeah. Um, I will start editing because I know I'm not going to be able to later, so I'm going to try to get work done in the morning while I can. God, it sounds like you're going to, you're, like, going to die. You know... Who, who knows? Yeah, that's fair. So I'm going to take my laptop out into the couch and, like, I guess grab some cereal to start, like, to eat something. So I'll probably just leave my, I'll, you know, I'll just leave my laptop on the table that's in the kitchen. Okay. So you're going to- cereal, get some food, you know. All right, so you're, you're working in the kitchen or in the living room? Uh, the kitchen. Okay. You hear a little bit of uh, rustling from uh, Bethany's room. You hear her let out a big yawn. Sounds like she's stretching. Mm-hmm. So Bethany comes out. She is all like bundled up. She's got like a black uh, like Letterman style jacket and a matching set of dark red gloves and a scarf and a beanie hat on. Cold? Am I cold? <laughs> I'm asking her. See, am I cold? Like, no, 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 no. It is. It is not. It's you know. It's not super warm in the apartment, but not super cold either. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be heading out for a little bit. What's going on? I think there's a good chance that I will have to get called to do superheroing things in the night, so I'm gonna get some work done in the morning before, I don't know, everything goes crazy again. Oh. Ruby, what's happening? Well, as you know... Our bartender Austin turned out to be the Hornet, and now it's supposed to, like, there's a drug deal going down tonight. We might have to take care of ourselves, because last time we apprehended the the drug dealers, it turned out the cop who arrested them was in cahoots with them. And Bethany's eyes get huge. Ruby, that's... I mean, I get, like, that you do superhero stuff now, but, like, this is... These are drug dealers, like, they'll... 
who well who knows i you can't you you can't do this no please please don't do this i don't please try to get like the police or someone else to take care of it this is well we uh, it's not even like these it's not even like these are like you know super drug dealers they're just drug dealers actually the drugs kind of give people superpowers like low-key superpowers but what (laughs) also they're called slam hacks like that's worse than jingle jangle like what you're 100% right that is worse than jingle jangle however um (laughs) ruby i can't but we had so maybe uh yardak is going went to talk to an officer we know at a different precinct to see if he could do anything about it because we like trust this officer whereas apparently i only know this one officer in the precinct down here and we obviously couldn't trust him and bethany just looks so absolutely scared and distraught and despite all of the uh warm weather stuff she's wearing she is visibly shivering and shaking i i think i might need the help and i'm not gonna be there alone i'll have yardak and myra who both have superpowers is this you trying to calm her down yeah and austin has been doing this for a while i think we can trust him to know how to handle the situation all right roll persuasion uh, 18 overall. And and she stops shivering a bit and she just goes, I guess... Okay, Ruby, but like... Alright, wh- wh- where's this happening? When's it happening? What's what's happening? How close is... Like, how far away is the street from, like, where we, uh, we are? Uh, it's a good distance. It's, like, uh, kind of on, like, the other side of North End, basically. It's about 40 blocks away from here. So, it's not like our... It- like, it's not like our house is going to be in danger, or our apartment. Okay, but, like, we've already, like, I'm your best friend. Like, I need, I need to know, like, like I, so I can listen to the news and know, like, you know, where, where I should be listening for. Where, you know, where and when, and just. It's on, uh, Jackson Street. Okay. Like, and it's today? Tonight? It's, like, tonight at 10. <sighs> I guess, um, uh, yeah, sure. All right. And, uh, she was actually like pouring herself some cereal, but instead she just puts it down and says, I'll, yeah, I'll be back later. Um, uh, I just got some stuff I want to take care of. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Please don't, don't go without like telling me you're leaving though. Okay. I will definitely at, at the very least like text or call you. Okay. Before I head out. All right. I'll see you soon. See you soon. And I would like to get to work on editing. Okay. Uh, make a filmmaking check for me. Okay. <laughs> 29. I rolled an 18. Okay. Your editing day goes super smooth. Yeah! For once, finally. Yeah, like, you made you made major progress. And I save every five goddamn minutes. Yeah, yeah, you save... And, uh, and also, yeah, so, like, you know, you thought you were, like, a week away last time, uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're really feeling confident about that being done with the editing. Nice. And then, so you're editing until, like, like, 7 p.m., like, you know, pretty, like, you're just, like, Mm -hmm. banging away at it. Uh, when you get a text from Austin. But, Myra, you arrive at, you know, Union Echo Base. Myra arrives at Echo Base and does the blur thing where she changes into her super suit. She loves to wear it. She looks for excuses to put it on. 
And then she... Is there anywhere specific that she's supposed to go to see? Uh, Ramos said that he wanted to see you, so he's taken up residence in um, in Betsy's old office on the second floor. And then she looks at the time. Yeah, you arrived. You're like 15 minutes early, actually. Oh, perfect. Based off of yesterday's experience, I don't want to risk getting distracted and losing track of time, especially since I'm already in the building. So I just head straight to the second floor to um, Director Bullard's old office to see Ramos. All right. Uh, you knock on the door. Well, sorry. I should say, do you knock on the door? Of course I knock on I'm not going to barge in. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you knock on the door and the lights are actually off in the room. So, like, you know, he's, uh, as far as you can tell, he's not in that room. Okay. So then I don't want to wander too far off in case he shows up and then believes that I'm late, because that is not what I want him to think at all. Okay, so, I mean, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, because it's still fairly early in the morning, there's a bunch of empty desks nearby uh, that aren't currently occupied. Is it like a cubicle type situation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, um, yeah, so I pick a desk that's uh, nearby in a spot where... When Ramos comes in, he can't miss me. It's a couple minutes later, and Ramos strolls through with a hot mug of coffee in his hand, and, you know, he's got his big burly mustache, and he's got his finely pressed uniform, and he sees you, and he goes, Ah, Miss Hassan, he looks at his watch. You are early today. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Good morning, trainee. Come on in. And he and he unlocks the door to his office and ushers you in. Okay. He sits his mug down, he's got, like, a little coaster for it, uh, and he's you know, looks at a couple files on his desk and kind of just ne- neatly orders them, and then he sits down and he looks across at you. Um, I make eye contact because I figure that's probably the best thing to do. And he looks across and he looks like he's studying you for a moment. Okay, not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, Cadet, you know, I've been reviewing some of your, your past performance, your files. I want to hear if you've given some thought to what I said yesterday. Um, I definitely thought very hard on it, and I'm dedicated to the cause. Good, good. That's what I want to hear. Now, I've been looking over, like I said, your files. I'll say your a little bit about Gemini's field report from your experience with Miss Emily Hahn, who, you know, of course, we took into custody. Mm -hmm. Your experiences bringing in uh, Mr. He looks at the paperwork, Ulrich Ivinson. Right. Your fight with the Quarnian, your Unique experience with, uh, time travel. <laughs> yeah. You've had quite the year, I have to say. And do you see anywhere that you particularly feel you've improved? Um, I definitely get along with Agent Lewis better, who I didn't trust at first because of the way he recruited me. It felt like I was being deceived. Um, so that's a big positive. Um... He's leaning back and kind of just like holding his hands up to his face, tapping his fingers against his mustache. Still being the intimidating boss man. Okay. I've also definitely improved some of my skills that really needed help in the beginning. Like, I'm way better at getting details out of people, out of scenarios. I can find more clues than I used to be able to detect before. So, I feel a lot better about my skills in that area. And he's nodding his head along with you. I have to say, after removing your file, I agree. What is one situation, out of all of these experiences, where you would have done something differently? Yes, sir. So, 
the first situation that comes to mind where I would have done something different is when Gemini was having her confrontation with Emily. I left for a while to drop off Emily's potential target, the bank owner, um, off at HQ, and I should have returned quicker so that I could have maybe helped Gemini take Emily down faster and maybe prevent Gemini from getting hurt. Respectable. Trying to be there for your comrades in arms. I felt, having reviewed the file, you responded with extreme speed. You know, you did do your best, but I appreciate your thought process on that. Thank you, sir. Myra, I feel like we're starting to reach the point, you know, we've done so much theoretical work with you uh, in the horns and training and improving skills, and you've had some opportunities. Myra's heart starts racing even faster than her normal. We're definitely going to get you in the field more. And, you know, just with yesterday, I wanted to be sure that you have the discipline necessary to take field command to make those kind of hard calls. I believe that promptness has a direct relationship with discipline. Absolutely. I completely understand. And I know that you've been working alongside, you know, quite a few people that have since moved on. I know that you've had a very close relationship with Gemini. Mm-hmm. And that I'm a virtual stranger to you. I'm I'm not oblivious to that fact. Not wrong. I don't, I'm not saying this out loud. This is just Myra's thinking. But I hope that you can come to trust me and that I can count on you as needed. Yeah, because I don't see how I could respond to that without being, like, sassy. Like, the words I would use would come off, like, condescending or, or rude. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna nod politely. Is there anything else that I should know about? Mrs. Sun. Ooh. Oh, maybe he could help us with the drug deal. I don't know if I want... Hmm. You know what? Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. So, I'm gonna... Ooh, she's going for it. Actually, now that you mention it, um, I overheard something when I was at the bar the other day, hanging out with... Um, does he know who Ruby is? Yeah, they met yeah. yesterday. Um, like, Remember okay. I, 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 like, made a, like, point of, like, making a joke about doing, like, a salute for him. Oh, right. Because, like, <laughs> is Ruby, like, what would he consider Ruby to, in relation to Union? An outside asset? An asset? Okay. Now that you mention it, um, you remember Ruby, one of Union's assets. Uh, you met her briefly yesterday. Um, I found out through her that she, her and someone she knows... Um, that they heard about a drug deal that's going down tonight um, somewhere on Jackson Street. Hmm, interesting. Can you tell me more about this other person that she knows? <sighs> Should I? I know Miss Miss Lawson, you know, very briefly, and so I, you know, I'm a little hesitant to take the word of a of a stranger about you know, something potential. And and well, to be frank, drug deal is a little below the scope of what Union handles. This is something more for the police. I don't even know if I want to use pronouns. Um, <laughs> um, I don't really know much about Ruby's friend. Um, I just know that she trusts him. And the reason she didn't go to the police in the first place is because she witnessed an officer assisting the gang with the drugs. Huh. Well, again, I, I have to say this sounds outside the purview of, of Union's charter, but... The thing about the drugs is that they sort of give the consumer... Low-key, post-human abilities. Well, I do appreciate you bringing this to my attention, Myra. I'm. It does still sound like it's outside of Union, but there's nothing to t- nothing that when you're off the clock, you have the option to, you know, 
to a certain extent, uh, investigate things as you will. Okay. Just thought, just thought I'd let you know. He kind of like cocks his head and he's like, are we clear? Yes, sir. Crystal. Good. Well, I, uh, am going to take care of some more paperwork. I'm going to say let's do one more training in the horns today. All right? All right. Sounds good. You know, you should be prepared for whatever may come. Yes, sir. All right. Dismissed. All right. And then I speed out. Yardak, you said you were going to go to Union today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was after I uh, went to go see uh, Winslow. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing now? I'm just going and checking, because, uh, I mean, got time to kill before the deal. Okay, who are you checking in with? Is it Jeremy Price, or is it Zachary Ramos, Dr. Alvarado, um, was just, uh, Kevin Lewis? I mean, no one really in particular, just kind of, like, making the rounds, basically, just kind of touching base with everybody. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, kind of walking around and seeing who I see. And a lot of the agents, you know, they know your face by now. They're friendly and they wave. Uh, Kevin Lewis is not there, though. Uh, okay. But Ramos is Ramos is in his office, but he's got like the blinds drawn and uh, and the light and the lights are the lights are on, but the door is like closed. Oh, pity. You don't have to talk to Ramos then. <laughs> All right, do you want to... Uh, let's uh, head up uh, Lydia, see what she's up to. And you walk in, and the doctor is, as kind of usual for uh, examining some vials, um, which are a little more neatly ordered than the last couple times you've been in. You know, they're pretty pretty well organized on little racks. Has Lydia been doing Marie Kondo? Uh, yes, uh, yes, she has been condoing. Con uh, <laughs> Marie, or whatever it's called. Kanmari, Kanmari. She's been doing Kanmari. She's, you know, she the, figured the, out what vials don't bring her joy. Yeah, yeah. She, the, <laughs> <laughs> the whole space just feels a lot more like zen uh, and calming. Anyway, so you walk in, and her door was open, but she was like peering into a microscope. I, I try not to spook her as her eyes are in this metal device, <laughs> and it's just like, uh, "Hey, Lydia, how's it going?" And she just jump up a little bit with a start. Oh. Uh, Yardak, it has been a long time. How are you? Good, good. Haven't talked to you in a while. I just wanted to see what was going on. Oh, oh, you know, just always examining uh, the newest blood samples we're getting from, you know, the various uh, post-human operatives, you know, seeing how they all compare to one another. Always fascinating. Yeah. Any uh, interesting finds recently? Any uh, new leads or anything like that? No, it's, it's, you know, it's just always interesting. There are so many consistent factors between various post-humans, just a few, like, specific genes that are always changed, but I'll say, but they're all so very different. It's, it's wonderful work. I enjoy it a lot. How, how is Miss Lawson? Oh, she's great. We have been hanging out a little longer. We found a local bar to go to every now and again, and, uh, you know, she's been working on her film, you know, just doing the whole struggling artist thing. Oh, oh, excellent, excellent. Well, it's good to keep, work keeps one busy. It is, but it is good to take time off, of course, and and I'm glad to hear that you all have been hanging out and enjoying each other's company. Yeah, I mean, if you want to stop by sometime, I know we are, our last uh, outing got a little uh, interrupted by a certain furry friend, but. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, uh, I, I would very much like that. You let me know the next time, uh, and I will do my best to be there. All right, I'll put you a speed dial on my shell phone. Well, Yardak, I, I do have, uh, I have to check in with, uh, Mr. Sloan Matthews, uh, about, about some other work that we have going on, but it was very nice catching up. Uh, you know, yes, do call me. Will do, Lydia. Uh, keep on keeping on. And I finger guns out. 
so just to be clear, like in terms of everyone's storylines, Ruby was clearly editing until late, you know, latish in the night. Myra's been doing training, and what? And I'd say it's probably around like noonish by the time you got to Union. So you know, we're talking like one o'clock now. So you know, Myra's been training for a little while. So what do you, uh, what do you do after that little meeting with Lydia? You said uh, Kevin's gone. Ramos is kind of uh, indisposed, and yeah, Lydia. I'm saying there is there is uh, Sloan Matthews, but she's about to go meet with him. But most importantly, where is Agent Alan Rickard? Rickard's been gone on his mission for, I mean, he only left, he's been gone a couple months, I guess. After uh, making the rounds at Union, I'm going to uh, head out and, you know, try to get a little bit of rest before our whole big endeavor tonight and uh, just kind of rejuvenate a bit, uh, take a nap, take a little swim around the harbor. This week's Intel Drop is brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Yaradamo is the typically unseen lover of everyone's favorite Atlantean ambassador, Yardak. Yaradamo is a fairly recent volunteer in the Atlantean Guard, only having been in for five of his 150 years. He quickly proved his loyalty to King Yarkalan, thwarting an assassination attempt and secretly dispatching the assailant. This created a bond between the two, and the king has watched the young soldier's career closely ever since. It was for this reason that Yaradama was chosen to work alongside Yardak when attacks against the kingdom by insurrectionists began. The two began investigating the incidents growing close. After a battle where Yaradama was injured, Yardak saved him and captured the insurrectionist leader. The two were given great honors by the king and soon after admitted their attraction to one another. While they are separated by years and many miles, the two continue their relationship. This intel drop was brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Looking for someone on YouTube to make you laugh, plus someone who creates original music and cool remixes? Well, the Pope of the Internet has you covered. You can find a link to their channel at masksandmayhem.com support, and stick around after today's episode to hear a preview of their track, The Mighty Mysterian, off their album Burnout. Alright, let's get back to the game then. Well, a couple hours later, Ruby, you got this text from Austin, and it just says, are you ready for tonight? I uh, send a thumbs up emoji. Okay. I decide to be as cheerful as I can to this like Batman-like vigilante because I find it hilarious and so does Ruby. And he texts you back, where and when should I meet you? I'm ready to meet now. I guess we can meet at my apartment and uh, I need to text the rest of my team to see if they can make it up here. He just texts back, okay. Okay, so I will go to the our, our group chat. And text both. We gotta come up with a name for it. We do, but we don't. I don't think we have a team name. I can't even come up with a superhero name for Ruby. Like the struggle is real. In our group chat, I put. Uh, I think I'm meeting with Austin now to start getting ready for tonight. If you guys can help out, I'm going to reply to Ruby with finger guns emojis. <laughs> And no, it's it's played out now. I'm I'm over it. No, no, it's not. Keep going. Keep going. No, it's not. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. I send Ruby finger guns emojis, and then after that, I follow up with an actual text saying, "You got it. I'm gonna start making my way to you now." Okay. Um, I text back for sure. I'll be there when you want me. Yeah, I said uh, we're meeting now. Like I guess sometime in the next hour or so. So then I text. I'll be there in about a half hour. Okay, cool. 
well, Ruby, just so you know, like while you've been editing, like uh, Bethany's been coming and going. Like she came, she edited for a while, and then she went back outside. Okay, and then once Austin texts me, I'm going to text Bethany. I think Austin and uh, my other superhero friends are going to like come to the apartment to like talk about tonight. So, Yardak, if you were doing all the harbor stuff, uh, you know, let's say, since she's on the north end, it's, are you walking? How are you getting there? Like, the rivers only take you so far. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, show up sopping wet to her house. So, uh, I actually got myself a taxi to Ruby's place. Alright, in that case, it probably took you, like, uh, 45 minutes to get there. Okay. I could always draw you off with, you know. Just spins me in a circle really quick. I was actually just thinking about Yardak doing that himself, just spinning himself around. Yeah. You know what? Before everyone got there, I ordered I ordered some pizzas. I'm nice. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. So I get to Ruby's apartment, and I greet her with a hug, because that's who I am as a person. And then I was like, you're- Austin's not here yet, right? Correct. I was like, you're the first one here, so uh, I got pizza. Oh no, she's gonna eat all the pizza. And then it'll be great if I, I know you eat a lot, so and I had a pizza chest of butter. Okay, so you arrive and Bethany just got back actually, and she kinda takes off her jacket and her gloves and stuff, and she's kinda sitting on the couch. I got pizza if you Bethany. I, I got enough for everyone. Including you, because you live here. And <laughs> she just nods and she grabs a little piece and she's just kinda eating silently. And I got I think I got cheese pizza. I just got cheese pizza. My favorite! The safety bet. <laughs> All foods are apparently Myra's favorite. No, it's pizza that has cheese on it. Hello? We've established I like cheese. Okay, so anyway, Yardak arrives. Give a little knocky-knock on the door. And I answer it. Hey guys, I uh, finally got here. Yay, I'm still waiting for Austin. I say he's just hanging, he's just uh, standing out, the- Yardak's just standing out in the hallway. <laughs> I take public transportation and I get here before him. Yeah. So, like, Austin, ETA, question mark? And then I'm just gonna also write, I have pizza. And right after you send that text, suddenly you hear a knock at the door. Uh, I answer the door again. Uh, and Austin's wearing, like, a big puffy jacket over his clothes. Circa 2003. Kinda. And he walks in and he's like, thanks, uh, thanks for getting pizza. We're not gonna want to be hungry during this. Nope. Uh, he does, he does the upward nod to Bethany. He's not jumping, but he's kind of like going back and forth on, on the heel and the balls of his feet. Just kind of like, looks like he's psyching himself up a little bit. Oh boy. You okay there, buddy? Just, uh, you know, always get a little bit of the jitters before, uh, before I go into one of these. Okay. I'm just stopping you before he worries Beth anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, here, eat pizza. You'll feel better. Yes. Oh, heck yeah, cheese. <laughs> heck yeah, cheese. The name of this podcast. Big Mood. So yeah, he is chewing on the pizza. Bethany kind of finishes her pizza and just kind of shrugs her jacket back on and goes, Okay, I'm uh, I'm gonna go out again. Are you guys heading out soon then? I think so. I feel there's something shady going on with Bethany and I don't like it. Uh, I'm gonna ask Bethany, what are you getting up to? I don't know. I just wanna, I've been having a lot of energy. I'll probably just, I'll maybe do some more editing tonight. I don't know. Okay, I got. I had a really good day today with the editing. Oh, cool. Are we- everything's saved? Yep. 
awesome. So much saving in so many places. So much saving. You could just see the PTSD in my eyes of like what things like literally caught on fire. Thanks. And Bethany actually, before she walks out, she goes to fist bump you. So we're gonna do a bunch more tomorrow, right? Yeah. Cool. Bethany goes to walk out and says, "All right, guys, good luck." Thanks. See you tomorrow. And I say that very determinedly, like I promise I will see you tomorrow. And she smiles as she closes the door. See? That's weird. She's been acting a weird and then she's gonna smile as she leaves. There's something going on with this girl and I- She's on drugs, obviously. She was encouraged by what Ruby said. I feel it in my bones. Bethany is up to something. Turns out Bethany should be like, planning a surprise party for Yardak and he shouldn't be so suspicious. Right? Like, no, it's because she's the leader of the Blue Cross gang. I've been telling you the whole time. Duh. <laughs> and she is high right now. At this moment. No, 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 no. Uh, drug lords don't get high on their own supply. It's a bad move. You don't sample the own product. Yeah, it's, bad, it's a bad move. Anyway, uh, Austin goes, how early do we want to be to this thing? Well, I don't know, Austin. I haven't been to many drug busts. I think you're the most experienced person here. Frankly, most of what I do is just, you know... Fist fighting lowlifes. I'm new to this whole team thing, so I'm leaving it up. I'm kind of letting you guys take point on this. He really could use more friends. Also, I'm just trying to make sure the players are making decisions. Okay, um, I think maybe we should get there like an hour to an hour and a half before. How does that sound, Yardak and Myra? Sounds good to me. My question is, what does the place look like? Like, is there, like, is it just like a house? Is it like... Uh, I public location would like to go on Google. (laughs) I was smart and I expected this as a possibility because I have screenshots from like the outside of the building. Okay. Uh, My suggestion would be that one of us should get. uh, Should it be Myra? Because I'm assuming there's going to be like uh, ladders and stuff on the sides of the buildings, right? Uh, No, actually. Oh. But Myra can run up walls. That is a thing she can do. Oh, okay. Can she run down them? Wall running is literally the name of her ability. Oh, okay. But also, like, she has to be able to get up speed enough. Because I was going to say, like, if we could have, like, one person up top, and then one of us kind of just, like, hiding in that alleyway. Just kind of, like, have people here and there so we can all kind of get our own views. Okay, just to give the listener an idea, though, uh... I'll say so. It's a three-story brick apartment building in, you know, Riverside City's rougher north end neighborhood. Uh, the rumor has it that this one is, you know, the Blue Cross gang either like owns the building or is taking up residence in it. Alrighty, I say we should have one group of two people and then two groups of one person each, and kind of have a uh, if. Wait, what? Uh, he's he's talking about how we're gonna split up or like spread out. Okay. My powers and Myra's powers are a little bit more uh, offensive than yours are. So I was going to say, like, if you and Austin would stick together, and then if uh, Myra could potentially get up on the roof. Okay. Because if she has the wall running, then she can, like, keep a, like, a farther lookout, and then I can kind of be... Ooh, okay. I just thought of this, but we should get, like, walkie-talkies or something. With comms of some sort? Out of character question, am I entitled to comms as somebody who is a union agent? Did you ask anybody for comms today? No, but I mean, like, is that a thing I could do? As I repeat all the time, you can try whatever you want. I am not going to- That is not an answer. <laughs> I mean, if anything, you probably like have to spend like an equipment point to have them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyways. So now I, I have my idea. 
I will hide in the alleyway, and then Myra can be up top on the roof, and uh, Ruby and Austin can play the, the cutesy couple walking down the sidewalk. They're going to be in superhero costumes. <laughs> my superhero costume is basically my normal clothes and a mask. Yeah, so take your mask off. No, I'm kidding. That's probably not something you want to do. We can... Oh, no. I guess we'll try to stay hidden. Yardek, your idea of you and I splitting up and Ruby sticking with Austin is a good one. And yeah, I'll take the roof. That way I could see both streets on either side of the building. Cool. I definitely agree I need to be with someone because, yeah, as we said, my powers are not super fighty. Plus, Austin's experience can, like, level that. And I can probably make something to hide, like... Uh, behind, uh, I've, like, made dumpsters to hide behind in alleys before. Oh, derp. I forgot that she could even do that. And Ruby and Austin will be... Illusioned behind a dumpster? Yeah, but that would also be in the alley, so... The other alley, because there's two of them. And Well, Austin and I will be in the other alley, and I'll probably make a dumpster or something for us to hide behind. We should make a signal for, for, like, when I see something, I'll... Make a bird sound? Like an owl. Do a bird call. <laughs> <laughs> we all went to bird sounds. <laughs> Kaka! Fucking Galaxy Quest. You just have me in the back going chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> Kaka! If it turns out there's different birds in Atlantis that sound nothing like our birds, and so are they just saying something They'll completely be, different? Fish. Anyway. Alright, guys, you ready to do this thing? Hell yeah. Yeah. Austin just sternly nods. Come on, Austin. Really hard, like, clap on the back. Chapter 14. Step Up. Part 6. Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Run and Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and trained for the big fight by myself, R.C. Byler. You can subscribe for free forever on all major podcast platforms. If you use Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps more people find us and lets us know what people like. This week's episode was brought to you by Meanwhile, the movie and comic collaboration, as well as Pope Brandon Brownson. Follow us on Facebook, at MayhemCast. If you leave us some feedback with the MayhemCast hashtag, you might even show up as an NPC in a future arc. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.